to the Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello, and welcome to Masonian Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. We are here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce, and I'm here with Sarah Masoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. So we did a few things together this week, and I, I told know. you that we couldn't talk about them until we were on air. <sighs> <laughs> That was epic last weekend, actually. Yeah, we had an awesome weekend. We told you guys we were going to be at Feast, and, mm-hmm. and this year it was called The Big Feast. The Big Feast, And then yes. we both did some other things. So mm-hmm. what did you do for Feast? Uh, well, mostly I was helping the College of Ag because they sponsored part of the event, and they had a 10 by 10 booth in The Big Fe- Feast. And we had uh, some of our clients there from the Food Innovation Center. Yeah, I was one of them. Yes, and we had Fire Brew, who, which is Val's company. She was on a couple weeks ago. And then we had straightaway cocktails. How was that? They I wasn't keep there coming there. up. Yeah. Um, I think it went really well. I, I believe, though, on Sunday I didn't actually go that it was raining. Yeah, it was. And people had to wear raincoats, but they were all like enjoying it anyway Us Oregonians can deal with the rain I yeah. mean it's just part of how we do things and even people from out of town I think they were fine with it like they yeah. expect it to rain in Oregon mm-hmm. so we delivered on that and then Saturday night I went to smoked with my husband Michael and we enjoyed ourselves um, spent some time actually speaking to a local celebrity oh Who'd you talk to? Uh, Nina Milhoff. Oh, I love her. She is so sweet. And we also met her mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we sat and visited for quite some time there and enjoyed a lot of the foods and just being outside and, cool. you know, the cool weather. It was nice. What was your favorite bite that you had? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I'm so predictable. And I didn't even prepare. <laughs> but I think, you know, part of what happened to us, we showed up there. We waited in line a really long time. And the first thing we did was go to Olympia Provisions. They had a really nice charcuterie. And I'd have to say that was the highlight for oh, me, cool. which is... They always have a good spread. Yeah, Beautiful it stuff, was great. Nice pickles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always I mean, it. after spending the whole day at the big feast and eating everything in the M's, yeah. like, oh, I don't know what else I can really eat. And so that was just perfect for me. I thought it was really nice the way that they set it up this year because we've done it before. Mm-hmm. And um, you had to wait in much bigger lines. But since they made the space bigger, it was yeah. like everything was spread out, which was really nice. Yeah, big feast was great for that. I mean, I felt like the lines were great, but... At Smoke, the lines were 30, 40-minute long long lines, and basically we couldn't even make it around the whole thing. It's a hard thing. My favorite bite at the Big Feast was the... at the Nikki USA booth, Rally Pizza oh. did um, a pear pizza, and mm. it was so good. Did you get to try that? I didn't because I don't eat wheat, 
Oh, yeah. But right. I would have to say my favorite bite there was actually from the Mercado. Um, oh, yeah. Chris Bailey and his team had some delicious uh, fresh fish. Cool. It was great. Yeah, it was super fun. We had a great time. We had a lot of fun in the booth. It was fun to have all the people be excited about our stuff. And yeah. It was really awesome. Yeah, it's an annual, you know, pilgrimage. Yeah, all the people get together. Yeah. All, all the food people all in town. The things it's pretty and all fun. the food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, awesome. I'm glad that we could check in about it now since I wasn't allowed to talk to you about it until then, but I had a super great time. Oh, I was also going to say we went to another dinner, which was, um, the William Sonoma cooking and color dinner. That looked amazing. And Naomi Pomeroy. Yeah. It was so awesome and fun. Have you ever been to Han Oak? I haven't gone there yet. It's really nice. It's like this secret garden. I, and so I that's totally stalk them on yeah. Instagram. Though. We should go together. They have great noodles and things. Uh, they have all kinds great. of stuff. Mm. All right. So our food news today mm. is, remember our past guest, TMK Creamery. They are ready for everybody to come taste their cow vodka. Oh, yes. So they're going to hold their first vodka tasting event October 4th from 3 to 5, and it happens to be National Vodka Day. And it, we're going, The right, public Sarah? is welcome. Yeah, we can, we're going to go together, so okay. people will see us there. Mm-hmm. It's 27221 South Dryland Road, Canby, Oregon. So everybody It's easy to, to find. Yeah. Actually, I bet you'll be able to try their ice cream, too. Oh, cool. I was there a few weeks ago. We made the first batch of ice cream. I can't remember if we talked about that, but it's probably the freshest ice cream you ever have, like the cow or milk that morning and then we made the ice cream mix that's so amazing and it's in their soft serve machine it's amazing super cool i'm mm-hmm. so excited i haven't been there i'm i've been wanting to meet the cow liberties so now it's like yeah. my time i'm super <laughs> excited um if you're a food entrepreneur and you have a press release for us to announce submit those to startupradionetwork.com we can talk about your events your new products and your awards but we are here in the studio today with our guest. Welcome, Laura Taylor of Proud Label. Hi, Laura. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We're so glad to have you. So tell us, for our listeners to follow along, because people like to listen and see things at the same time, how can they find you on Instagram and online? So on Instagram, you can find us at under uh, Proud underscore label perfect and proudlabel.com and those are probably the best two places to find us awesome well i was stalking you online last night so i could ask you all the right questions mm-hmm. so you're very easy to find people <laughs> yeah. should not have a hard time finding a really it. nice website thank you yeah it's so good um let's talk about this is a really exciting time for you because you're kind of in the beginning of your food journey and so you have all these things going on but if you could just describe your product so that people know what we're talking about how would you describe it So Proud Label, we have a line of four plant-based vegetable spreads. Um, So they're all vibrantly colored, and all of our flavors represent childhood favorites. So Mm. we have um, red pepper beet, which tastes like ketchup, carrot cauliflower, which tastes like chipotle, uh, broccoli spinach, tastes like ranch dressing, and then our sweet, which is um, blueberry zucchini, which tastes like a blueberry muffin. Oh, cool. And they're so beautiful. I mean, as soon as I saw them, I was like, these are so good. And Mm -hmm. they're just made with vegetables, which is awesome. They look like (laughs) candy or dessert, actually. (laughs) Yeah. But they're balanced with um, plants or the vegetables themselves, primarily vegetables, uh, protein, and fiber. Very cool. We like to have guests on that are at all different stages of their journey so that Mm -hmm. we can kind of give advice and talk about where people are at in their experience. So where are you at currently with your product? 
So in, we're in kind of fi- final R&D and scaling up into production. So our plan was always to work with a co-manufacturer. So we're in that final stage, which is really exciting. Cool. Um, and, you know, just kind of building our brand right now. We have a couple of um, retailers who are interested to bring our product as soon as we're ready. So cool. that's exciting here in the Portland area. Um, New Seasons, Market of Choice, just a couple of them. Um, so it's really exciting time. That's super cool. And you, um, you're talking about your branding and building a brand, and this is such an important part of people's journey. And you have this lovely. I don't know what you would call it, but it's a it's a beautiful <laughs> picture. I'll post it online to show um, because your packaging is really lovely and your descriptions are really nice and you have that kind of stuff ready to go. And I think when people first start, they don't realize how important that is. Mm-hmm. I think when I started, I didn't even know that people were going to ask me like for wholesale information. Like I just was kind of like, I make this stuff and I'm going to sell it at the market. Mm-hmm. And then like, as soon as I got into it, I was like, oh, they're asking me for a lot of things I don't have. <laughs> yeah. But you seem like you're super prepared. Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess fake it until you make it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, you're doing great. <laughs> um, for us, brand was always a big part of it. Um, that's that's something I love is marketing and branding. Yeah. So um, hopefully that kind of shines through. Have you done that as like a career or it's just something you're into? Yeah. So my background is in food marketing and sales. Um, so I'd worked with a lot of brands and I'd seen what I felt really worked in the market. What and are so, some of those? brands? Well, I worked um, most recently, my past job was at uh, UNFI and natural food distribution. Oh. So I worked with a ton of natural brands. It's, it's hard to even pick out. Yeah. Pick out a few. It's overwhelming, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thousands of brands. Um, but really got to see them, their kind of go to market and how they were marketing their products. That's mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense because I could definitely tell even from your website and the things that you brought into the studio that you must have had some kind of experience doing it before because you have this really cohesive brand. So even Laura brought us some um, samples and she has like this branded cutting board and like everything is just like all tied together. So you're doing a really good job with that. Thank you. beautiful. Yeah, it's so awesome. So um, what sparked your interest in creating the Proud Label business? So it was I would say it was almost serendipitous that Proud Label was born, um, but it was after years of kind of exploring what I wanted to do next. Um, when I had my daughter over three years ago, I took some time off, and at that point, I knew I was going to start something. Now, yeah. I didn't exactly know it was going to be Proud Label, um, but I had kind of played around with what I help consult other brands, mm-hmm. um, do marketing, and what I really realized is... I wanted to be the brand. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, promote a product that I believed in, um, not only just the product itself and the recipe of bringing healthier, cleaner, organic options to market, um, but also, you know, just being behind the brand and, and really, you know, building not only a, what I feel is a great product, Yeah, um, but doing all that fun stuff in between. It's really funny because I was reading your story last night about that and about that you were like deciding, do we have another baby? And this was going to be your second baby, your food business. And then you showed up today (laughs) and I was like, oh, you decided to do both. So you can't see Laura, but she has a very beautiful baby belly right now. So she decided to start a food business and have another baby. Now, can I ask a question? Did you also just get a puppy? We have a dog who acts like a puppy. 
because uh, that's what people do. They like do everything. And are you moving? Oh, we, we did buy a new house. Oh. Too. Yeah. It's sort of the way things go. It's yeah. like you start one thing and then you're like, well, I'm creating this chaos. I might as well keep going. Go, with go, it. Go. That's exciting. Let's change things as much as we can. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about... So I know Ross, your husband. Yes. He was in an MBA program. Yes. Yeah, Can so you tell us how that sort of tied in with your decision to start up your food company? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go a little bit deeper on that. Thanks for asking that. So um, in January of 2018 is mm-hmm. when I just started playing around with recipes um, and recipe testing. And then uh, my husband, Ross, was getting his MBA at University of Oregon and we decided that this would be his final capstone project. So the nice thing was we could kind of test it in academia, run financials. It really broadened our network as well mm-hmm. in the food industry. And I was also introduced to Sarah Masoni yeah. um, through that process. So that was great. So that um, kind of fast forward to April of last year, um, we decided to move forward with Sarah, you and your team at the Food Innovation Center and really make that jump from a passion project to a company. Yeah. And at that point, we felt that we had, um, you know, kind of the conviction and, and we really wanted to move forward. So did did Ross get all A's on his, like, stuff that he presented for his master's? Or, yeah, it's an MBA master's uh, yeah. program. Well, the great thing was, and I, I can't speak to the A's, to be oh, honest. Okay. <laughs> he but what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is um, Proud Label was always the top company that was pitching oh, in, in the class. Great. And um, actually last year, last fall, uh, Ross did a pitch on Proud Label, um, which is kind of like a shark tank. They call it the duck tank. Oh. And won that as well. So, oh, see, yeah, he did a great job. That's yeah. wonderful. That's super cool. We've had um, a guest on before, uh, Red Duck, that kind of did something similar yeah, yeah. where they, they started their project in mm-hmm. school. And I just think it's such a great way to do it because you do have access to all these resources that you wouldn't mm-hmm. have. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that you did that. And you used OSU, too. So yeah. you can do – you don't have to just do one thing. You can do a lot of things. So right. it's nice that you guys have kind of, like, set this path in place, yeah. which is really cool. Um, we always like to talk about, because Sarah and I both work with our husbands, what's it like to work with your husband on building this business? It has been a great adventure. Um, I mean, he's truly my partner in everything. So – Building the brand together has been rewarding, exciting, fun. Uh, he challenges me. I mean, it's it's really great. We can have an open dialogue. So, you know, I guess he'd probably say that he wished I didn't talk about Proud Label all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you do have to put the pause button on sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it has been it's been a really fun adventure. That's cool. Dirk and I were just talking about it the other day because I was telling him that that you and your husband were building this business together. And we were saying that, like, people that go into business together, like, it makes their marriage stronger. My husband and I have worked together since we met. We met working together, you know, a million years ago. Mm -hmm. But you you figure out how to, like, solve problems every single day Mm -hmm. where sometimes in your in your regular marriage, if you don't work together, you're not building this thing together, you kind of can't relate on that level. It's like, I have all these problems at work and I have all these problems at work, but you're not really like solving them together. And I think it just makes people, it's easier to solve the small problems that come up every day because you're used to solving like a million every day. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So in our business that my husband has, I'm 
um, mostly doing stuff that he asks me to do. So it's nice for him to be like deciding stuff and saying, yeah, we need to order this from the warehouse and this needs to go here and I'm going to do this. And I'm like, okay, just tell me what you need. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of me being like in charge. um, I really appreciate that relationship and having, having his input. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. I think we're all doing something great for our yes. families. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of power in the room. Yeah. Yep. I think it's really good. I suggest, I always suggest that people have businesses with their partner. And then some yeah. people are like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> They're missing out for sure. <laughs> so why do you think that people need the proud label in their lives? What do you bring into the people? So my intention really with this product, I mean, I created this product for myself, and I think that there's a lot of people out there like me um, who are looking for cleaner, organic solutions that make, that are convenient. So if you kind of take the scenario, and I'll just kind of build the scenario of the busy mom who's Mm -hmm. spinning multiple plates, or busy parent, could be working out of home or working in, you know, stay at home. But it's just really looking for solutions for their family that they can get more plants on the plate. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, they may not have the time to make the meals every day, but Mm -hmm. they they want to find those those products at the store that they can believe in and they can feed their family. Um, For me, it was always looking for solutions to build kind of healthier habits at a younger age. And so I created this product really for my daughter in mind. And I feel that there's a lot of people out there, you know, that are looking to feed their children better than they were fed, possibly, mm-hmm. and um, to create create those healthy habits really at an early age. I think that's, I don't know if that's your tagline, plants on a plate, but if not, it should be. <laughs> Get more plants on the plate. I think Maybe it's really good. Maybe we should create a jingle yeah. and yeah. sing it for Oh, great idea. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you take that one away. Yeah. Um, listen next week. Sarah might have a jingle for you. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> but I think that's something that parents do want to do. You mm-hmm. want to feed your kid good food. I think sometimes it's hard to get protein and plants in there in a way that's easy. Even, you know, I work at the farmer's market. I'm surrounded by these vegetables all the time. But then, like, having the time to actually do something with them is a little bit challenging Mm -hmm. sometimes. So it's nice to have something ready-made. So if you um, could tell us what you – I know these are packed full of plants, but can you describe, like – I think you started with your beet one, right? Yeah. Was that your first one? Can you describe what's in there for our listeners? Yeah. So, like I said, we have the four flavors, but the beet is – was kind of the catalyst. That's where it all began. And I have to say, Sarah Mosoni was uh, the inspiration between the flavor profile of the ketchup. So yeah. I was like, this looks like ketchup. Yeah. We should make it taste like it. <laughs> and it really but it's actually, thicker than ketchup. It is thicker than but ketchup. But it's nice and red. Yeah. So it has that same flavor profile. But um, So it's probably about 50% vegetable-based, so um, red peppers and beets. And then we use seeds and legumes, so sunflower seeds, quinoa, lentils, to provide that protein and fiber. Cool. And that's that's pretty much it with spices and a little citrus, and that's it. And there's not um, any oil in it, right? So we don't use any oil, no added salt or sugar as well. So it fits into people's, like, you know, we have a lot of listeners that have Is food it allergies or things. Or like, what, what, like the, the, can the whole diets, 30 foods <laughs> people do it? Well, I don't think it technically fits the whole 30 because it has the quinoa and the oh. lentils. Yeah. 
But for me, it wasn't something I wanted to compromise. So I, I feel that um, plant-based and the promotion of fiber and protein in our diet from plant sources, is there's longevity there. So um, there's a lot of momentum. And, not, and it was always actually my... I never really wanted to associate with a, a food trend. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a good way to go because even you, most people are you, feeding children that way. Like mm-hmm. you're not having your child do a whole 30 mm. thing, you know. Yeah, but I but, think adults are going to eat this. I oh, think so sure. too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I mean, awesome. Laura brought some breakfast toasts that she uh, put together. We'll put pictures up on Instagram, but they're beautiful. Yeah. Can we try them? Are we ready? I think oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Them I'm going to cut them, <laughs> cut them up so we'll, we can all have a bite. We'll post pictures of what Laura brought. But first of all, they're so beautiful. Also, her presentation is beautiful. She made these little toasts that are like the cutest ever. And she made it here without like spilling anything. <laughs> I wonder if she like made this in her car or something. Yeah, I have tricks. <laughs> I like barely walked in here without spilling my coffee all over myself. <laughs> I was totally impressed. <laughs> so what's on, so t- Sarah's cutting up one of the toasts. It looks like the, is that the orange? Yeah, yeah, so this one here is our um, carrot cauliflower, which is tastes like chipotle. So it's got a little bit of heat. I know you know oh, heat, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, are any of them spicy? That's always my question. I don't want to be like a broken record. but Well, the thing that I'm wondering about, Laura, could you tell us like how you've built these foods so that people can include them in their, in their meals? So you have a breakfast item, basically. Everyone eats toast for breakfast. How would they use it for lunch, and how would you propose they use it for dinner? So that's a great point, Sarah, is um, we really wanted this to be a versatile product. So it's going to sit on the shelf next to, say, a hummus, um, you know, and and hummus has its place in the market. But we wanted something that would cross breakfast so you can put on toast. Um, I know you guys hear these mouth sounds right now. (laughs) And I have to interrupt you, Laura, to just say this is so delicious. It's so delicious. I love it. We just Thank need you. a little drizzle of hot sauce on it. <laughs> I know this one's kind of spicy, though. It mm. is a little spicy. I like it. I like it with the corn and the onion and the beans. It's so it's so good. Yeah, so great on a sandwich, a wrap. Well, I was going to say, because Sarah was asking you about recipes. So you have a section on your website where you're going to post recipes for how to use it. And I think that's such a great idea. You have some pictures of things to come. Are you going to do that recipe piece, like write all the recipes for it? So I people hire someone. Yeah, I think it'll be a combination of both. Um, that's really where I thrive is in that creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, even making these toasts for you this morning, it's like that's when I can reconnect with the food mm-hmm. and with the product. Um, so it'll be a combination of both. I think there's opportunity to work with you know some agencies on that too. But um, yeah. I just think it's like people are either. Recipe, I call them recipe weavers or developers, yeah. but pe- they're people that are into doing that thing or they're, or they're not, you yeah. know? And so it seemed like when I was looking at your stuff that you were one of those people. Sarah and I are definitely those kind of people. Yeah. So I was really excited to see what you were going to bring because I think even when um, people are really into feeding their families or themselves healthy food, sometimes it's hard to know what to do with it. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be a really important piece of your story, and I think you're going to do some really great things. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely there's some education behind the product, as you kind of called out in terms of that those use cases and that versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we hope we'll stand out on the shelf just based on the color. But for people who haven't tried the product, they're going to need to know how to use it as well. 
And where do you see it in the in the grocery store? Like you said, next to hummus. So what what section is that? What's because I'm I'm just in grocery, so like yeah. on store shelves. But is that called a particular thing when it's in the uh, the refrigerated dips and spreads? Oh, okay, typically, yeah. So you'll find it typically near produce, kind of dairy. Yeah. Um, on the the perimeter of the store. Oh yeah. <laughs> And you, uh, you would still go through the grocery buyer probably, right? Yeah, yeah. refrigerated. Refrigerated. That's a separate hey, section. Hey, I've seen you at, like, I saw you at the Oregon Entrepreneur Network um, event that happened this last summer. And I'm pretty sure you won something. Can you tell us about that? I did. So um, early on, we got involved with the Oregon Entrepreneur Network, and that was um, a really good decision because they've been really supportive and a great network. And um, this past June, they did an angel conference, and they had a pitch competition, um, similar to kind of like Shark Tank style, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, I was one of two winners for the concept stage, um, competing for prizes, and um, so got up there and did... I think it was a five-minute pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really exciting opportunity for us to share our story again um, in these early stages and get that further validation. I think as an entrepreneur, as you're starting a business, whenever you can get those wins and that validation, it just really helps to keep you going. had to get. Did you have to get up on the stage in front of a like a crowd? And talk, or what What was that all about? Yes, so there was about 250 people in the audience. OMG. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's scary. That was uh, an experience. Um, but, you know, the way I always frame it is, you know, hopefully that's just the first of many opportunities to do that. Yeah. And any opportunity that we have to kind of share our story and I can really form that um, as we go. So it was it was a great opportunity. I mean, it's always nice to win, too. And you made a lot. Of, <laughs> so you were in classes. They offered, like, wasn't it, like, Monday or Tuesday nights you had to go to, like, lectures? Or how did that go? It was like a progression to get to that spot, I think. Yeah, no, that's correct. And, um, so I mean, Sarah, I know you were involved, too, in terms of the yeah. education piece. And that education was great because it was not only was it a pitch kind of competition, but it was also education from people in the industry, um, buyers, uh, companies, food companies here. Um, you were networking with other networking. entrepreneurs. Yes, exactly. Did you make any buddies there? Like, is there anyone from that whole event that you've stayed in touch with? Yeah, I've actually kept in touch with a lot of um, the entrepreneurs that were kind of in the same stage as me in that concept stage and um, forming groups outside of that networking, um, just like meetups and stuff. So it's, it was that was an added bonus for sure. That's cool. I think that part is really important because when you do start your own business, you're not really around a bunch of people anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I did um, a Get Mercy Corps class that was kind of similar. And a lot of the people that I did that with, that was like almost 10 years ago now. They're still my buddies. Like my friend Brooke and I met there and then we started Portland Preservation Society. I met... Um, Carly there and she started doing the Airbnb experience program and then brought me into that. So I think like you never know where the journey is going to take you, but Mm -hmm. it's like important to have those people because otherwise you're just kind of on your own. Yeah. Because you're boring. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Let's go. Actually, OEN's planning for their next food uh, summit coming up this spring. And so if you're interested in that, check out their website. I will definitely do that. Yeah. 
So you had your idea, and you you took it in from the beginning to the Food Innovation Center, right? Correct. Did you yes. do the recipe to market program? I did. Yeah. So I did the recipe to market uh, to market program last fall, and that was again just another great opportunity to um, kind of you know check all those boxes and make sure that we were ready for you know launching in the marketplace. Um, met some great mentors in the process that I still keep up with. And I think that's been key through it is um, just identifying those people who are willing to help. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's been, you know, helped us out a lot. And now a word from our sponsor. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences, because food brings people together. We were in the trade show at the end of the class. Yes. I think it was outside one, wasn't it? Or was it inside? So we have done, that one was inside. We've done a couple of them. Okay, so it was the winter one. Yeah, the winter one. So we've done um, that showcase at the Food Innovations. I think that was our third. Oh. Oh, Well, we did this summer. a couple times. Third time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I always think it's a nice way to, like, have people try your stuff and see their reaction. And just, it's, like, good practice for Mm -hmm. what it's going to be like to be in front of people because it's kind of a strange thing. Like, especially having people try your stuff. They're looking at you in the face and, like they're telling you their response. Like, mm-hmm. at first, I just remember kind of, like, standing like, this is really weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I felt like I shouldn't look at them, you know? Like, see what they were going to do. But it's always fun to see people's reactions. My favorite is when people have, like, a certain little spicy shuffle that they do. Yeah, they're like, that's kind of spicy. <laughs> they're like, ooh, that's spicy. And they have these little dances and stuff. It's really fun. You should record those. I should. I that should make a funny. little, like, clip folder of people's mm-hmm. spicy dances. Yeah. <laughs> so so we took you to the fancy food show too. Yes. Oh, January. How was that? I'm trying to get Sarah to go. She's going this year. I'm so going. I've never Good. gone. I thought I had to bring a bunch of stuff and send a pallet, and I was like, I'm so not into it. But <laughs> she's like, No, you just wheel in your suitcase and show up. I'm like, Oh, cool. I yeah, can do that. You can handle it. <laughs> we had a great time, and I really appreciated that or, that opportunity early on. Um, again, to your point, Sarah, to just get that feedback. Um, and so not only was it industry feedback from buyers, but you know, you really got to see kind of how people would place your product in the mm-hmm. market, um, how, I mean, I got so many great ideas from the Fancy Food Show. And we were an early stage. Um, there's a lot of, you know, companies who are already developed in the market. But it was it was nice for us, again, at that stage that we were at to uh, talk through questions about packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got some tremendous insights from whole food buyers that mm-hmm. just tipped me off on little tweaks um, that I could make. Even on profile, the flavor profiles, just kind of getting that repeat feedback and also just looking at the future of, you know, what the opportunities are out there in terms of Mm -hmm. retail outlets um, that we're excited about the product. Yeah. Do you think that you'll just wholesale or are you going to do farmers markets and things too? I'd like to do a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a plan to go into retail first, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of looking at where we're, we are in the season, um, looking at farmers markets next, so 2020 in the spring. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. That's super exciting. 
Um, I was going to ask you if we can try the other one. Oh, yes, <laughs> please do. Because yeah. I really, um, I, I liked reading that this was your very first um, flavor is the, do you call it red or do you call it beet? What do you call it? So we call it beet red. Beet red. Yeah. Beet red spread. I like it. And I really wanted to try this because I think the first flavor you come up with ends up being like where your heart lies, you know? Yeah. So whatever your product is, like the very first thing, even if you have a whole line, like we have 20 things, mm -hmm. but the very first one I did is like, because it started my journey, it's continued to be my favorite. So even when people come up and say, which flavors are most popular, which one is the best? And it actually, our most like popular flavor is not my favorite one. What is mm -hmm. your most popular? Serrano ginger lemongrass. Mm -hmm. Oh, we had that last night on our table. Oh, cool. <laughs> and so that one is my most popular, but habanero carrot curry is the one I started uh -huh. with. So I was wondering if you think that that's going to be like where your heart always is in your business. So it is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Perfect. Um, but just from from feedback, there are other favorites, I will oh, say. Um, orange uh, typically is a... A crowd favorite. Um, so the red is an interesting story, and I kind of just alluded to the fact that so it was uh, January of 2018, and I was making dinner. So my family, my husband, my daughter was kind of hovering around me in the kitchen, mm. and I started making which is now the red spread, um, and actually filled cabbage rolls with it. Oh, um, and it was a very and it didn't quite have the same flavor profile of like the ketchup seasoning. And that's really, I mean, it's like so strange how that one meal was the start of the Proud Label spread. Mm -hmm. Just like realizing that what was in it in terms of the nutrients, um, you know, was something that I saw was lacking and in the in the marketplace. Yeah, because you're really like <clears throat> you're creating a whole new thing. Like this isn't something that exists, which is awesome. But it's going to be a little challenging, too, because you're going to have to explain people what it is that you created, you know? Yeah, I mean, there is some education behind it. But our like my hope is once we that people try the product and they start using it in their everyday, like we talked about, you mm -hmm. know, breakfast, lunch and dinner, that it becomes a staple in their fridge. Um, and, you know, I think with cooking and especially like convenience items like this, it's empowering people just to get in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really what I wanted is a food that was was approachable and easy to use in people's existing meals mm -hmm. as well. And I have snacks. a question for you. Yes. If you were to choose a movie star to represent your product or be a spokesperson, who would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. Maybe it would be a conservationist and not a movie star. Okay. I don't know. So I think <laughs> it's okay if you're not into I'll go, movie stars. I'll go with someone who is in the food activism oh, okay. world, if that's okay. I'll, yeah, I'll twist us. it up a little bit. So I would choose, and someone I've followed for a long time is Jamie Oliver. So, oh. so Jamie Oliver has spent a lot of his career promoting more produce fruits and vegetables in schools mm -hmm. and again empowering families um, mm -hmm. with easy recipes that are real food clean ingredients and I think he's just done a really nice job to to spread that message mm -hmm. I also think our target market would probably not mind just listening to him <laughs> maybe we should send him some product yeah that's a good yeah. idea 
We can tweet at him. Does, yeah. We will. There we go. Hey, Jane. <laughs> yeah. Let's get our, our Proud Labels friends into schools. And that's, that is one of our goals as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about that. So you, I saw on your website that you um, have, you know, part of your mission is to um, give back, to get into Portland schools, um, those kinds of things. Do you have a connection to do that? So early on, we started talking with the Oregon Department of Education, and I believe Sarah Masoni has um, worked with them as well. Yeah, we have a big program for yeah. changing school foods. Cool. Farm to labor, farm to kitchen or whatever. Farm yeah. to school. Yeah. So and it's a farmy. Bring them the farm things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> farm this and that. So early on, we did talk with them on how our products would fit kind of their requirements. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we are looking at ways and creative ways that we could bring it into the school. And then part of our mission will be um, to give back in some sort of volume into the schools. Cool. That's so awesome. We have a a friend who has um, Umi Organic Noodles, uh, Lola, and she just, her noodles were just in the school. And this this is my first year of my daughter going to school, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we were so excited. I was like bragging on the place ground that my friend's noodles are being served today and so Adeline usually we pack her lunch but that day she, she took hot lunch she took hot lunch and it was the first time so we oh. had to like figure out how to do it how she did it you know like walk through all the things I was telling you guys that's my new thing is to walk everybody through what's going to happen yeah, so there's yeah. no problem so we did that and it was just so exciting to have not only this good healthy food be served at the school that we knew but to know the person that made it yeah. so I was really excited to know that that was something that you want to do because I think this would be great first school especially instead of like ketchup like you can use your beet flavored stuff yeah. and give it to kids because they do little sides of vegetables and things like that yeah, they can use it as a dip yeah they can use it as a dip it's such well, a good idea yeah and i remember hearing the story from the department of education where kids were just getting cups of ranch they weren't oh, actually getting the vegetables they don't even do ranch anymore. they don't do it anymore they took it all out, yeah. yeah which is a good idea so maybe we can be the, <laughs> the ranch, ranch replacement yeah well and that's what you said the other flavor is it the yellow uh, green, green. Yeah. So the green is like a ranch, which ranch really is supposed to be. It's like garlic, vegetables. parsley, yeah. black pepper, a little, yeah. you know, sour cream. Maybe. Yeah. What's the main um, vegetable component? In, like, what makes it green? Is it spinach? Uh, yes, yeah, so spinach oh, green. Cool. Yeah, and we use broccoli as well. So oh, it's awesome. got a nice hint of broccoli. Um, because you know, for kids, broccoli can be one of those like love it or hate it vegetables. Sure. Um, but it really gives it a nice depth of flavor, and then the, the flavor profile is the ranch um, with all the seasoning in there. That sounds really fun. We didn't we didn't have that one to try today, but the two that we had, I'm super into. So I of good. course like the. The spicy one, the orange one. <laughs> I suggest that everyone try it. Mm-hmm. I did notice you mentioned kids that your um, one of your taglines on your um, packaging is kid approved, and then I saw lots of little tiny hands in your pictures. Those aren't your <laughs> tiny hands. <laughs> That would be um, my husband and it's our daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, we call her the chief consumption officer. Oh, um, good title. She has, you know, from the beginning tried every batch. Yeah. And uh, she has a very discerning palette at three. Um, so What's her favorite? She, she like loves them all? the purple is she her loves favorite. Purple. Mm-hmm. That one's on the sweet side. But she really likes them all, um, you know, depending on how they're served sandwiches wraps what's in the purple one what makes it sweet the blueberries the the blueberries yeah so we have no added sugar on that one but it's blueberry zucchini and um, purple sweet potato so give it that extra burst of color that's cool Mm -hmm. i like the purple sweet potatoes they don't get used much here you see them on in like japanese baked goods and Uh stuff but you don't see it they're sweet yeah 
That's yeah. so awesome. She um, the other day. Now I don't recommend this at home, oh. but uh, she asked for purple spread on pickles. Oh, <laughs> did did she She's like it? Creative. She did. <laughs> <laughs> she. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We do a lot of um, trials and tastings at home. Yeah. The my my daughter's in that similar mindset where she'll have like two things and she'll be like, look at me, and she'll be like, can I mix these two? I'm like, you can, but I don't know if it's gonna be good. Like milk and lemonade. The other I day mean, she did. One of the oh. first things that I combined was a nice hard salami with a slice of banana. I still mm, remember that. There you go. Yeah, you should try it. It's I'm, really good. <laughs> I just might. If you say it's good, I'm going to trust you. I'll go with it. <laughs> oh, we got to love our kids and let them uh, tell us what they want. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love talking about missions, values, those kinds of things. And so when I was reading on your website, I saw words like clean eating, healthy food choices, nourishing your family. And you're, like, speaking all my love languages. Mm -hmm. Those are, like, all my favorite things that I like to talk about. I think that it made me your biggest fan already before (laughs) I even tried your product. And now I have to say I'm so glad that I tried it. And I do really love it. Now you're going to have to place a special order with her. Yes. Yes. We'll stay in touch. I know. I'm so ready. I'm ready to be your number one fan. (laughs) You you just let me know when you're ready to sell me stuff. (laughs) When you – I also – I touched on um, giving back – and doing the food school stuff, do you have any organizations that you want to partner with, organizations you're super into? Well, right now, I mean, it, the plan would be just Department of Education mm-hmm. um, to give back through that channel. Um, we're looking at pursuing our organic certification, too. Mm. So some of the organizations that support just um, you know, getting funds to farmers to make that transition mm-hmm. to organic farming. Mm-hmm. Um and really supporting the organic industry as well. That's really important to us. There's awesome. a, a Friday backpack um, program in some of the schools in Portland where you can give foods that will go home for kids on the weekend. Mm-hmm. You might think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I was going to suggest the food bank, too, is yeah. really nice, especially when you have a product that you have to worry about, like shelf life. Uh-huh. They can take a lot of that stuff and get it to people right away. And so then you're really feeding all of these people. I used to work in the nonprofit world, and we, you know, 50% of our food came from the Oregon Food Bank, mm-hmm. and so it really helps with those nonprofit organization budgets if they can get that food right away, and, and you, you know, they're there every day, so yeah. it's like they can come, we would come pick it up and then have all this great food to give to the mm-hmm. to the kids and the families, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. That's great. And I know you have, Sarah, a book um, where you, you use the, your, their waste from canning. and Oh, yeah, I'm so into it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm into anything that people can do where food isn't wasted, I think is really important. So I always try to encourage people that are market shoppers or that are food business owners, if there's anything that's being wasted, probably Sarah or me or anybody who's an idea person can help you find a way to use that. Because that's like one of the things that I'm really passionate Mm -hmm. about, just Mm -hmm. because I think there's always something that can be done with any waste. So if you ever have any waste in your product and you're the, you know, people making it don't know what to do with it, I bet we can find something. To call. <laughs> yeah. exactly. We can help you solve your problems. <laughs> what has been the biggest challenge so far for you? The biggest challenge, I think I'm just going to flip it to say that it's been a learning, the whole journey. It's really been learning. But um, for us, it is going from that idea and that concept into scaling and crossing that chasm into just full production mm-hmm. or getting on the shelves. Um 
you know, it's so easy to have a great idea, a great product, a great recipe. But it is, um, for us, it's been just finding that right partner to get us into the market. So we, from the beginning, wanted to work um, with the co-manufacturer. And, um, you know, I've taken my time to find the right one. And so that's been kind of a challenge to us and accepting the kind of the longer road to the market sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think and I think that's a good thing for people to hear, either people that have an idea or people that have been working on on an idea and it's taking longer than you wanted. Mm -hmm. I think that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think in the end, it makes your business stronger Mm -hmm. because you've done all these things. You've gone through all these courses. You've done all of this research and you find the right fit. And I think that's so important for people to hear that sometimes it can take, you know, a year, two years and that that's okay. Um, It's not you don't have to be disappointed or or rush to market. I mean, we see that happen a lot. And I think it's important to to believe in everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think that you're doing it right. Oh, thank you. And it is it's just trusting yourself every day. Set Mm -hmm. up your own timelines. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No stress. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's no stress in this industry at all. <laughs> oh. What do you do to manage your stress? Um, the biggest thing right now that the word that sticks out to me is presence. So finding presence, if, if it's with my family and with my daughter, then that's what I'm focusing on. If it's building this company, then that's what I'm focused on. And so for me, it's been really just trying to find that balance and knowing that it's not separate. I mean, I've that doesn't go many hours that I'm not thinking about Proud Label. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that I, I can't be a good mother and I can't be, you know, providing for my family. So it is finding that balance between two and knowing when to push the pause button, mm-hmm. I think, too. Um, I heard something on the podcast yesterday, actually, that really struck me. And it was that we all can't we can't actually multitask. Right. And we're just task shifting. And so that's really like what I kind of think about that is, you know, I I just have to be focused on one thing at mm-hmm. one time. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, people should invest in self-care. And self-care isn't like taking a bubble bath. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> self-care is you have to be able to take care of yourself to grow a company and, and to be a good mom and good spouse. And, and I think you find ways to do it. I mean, yeah. you know, I I even like writing these questions last night, like I always feel like I'm like an investigative reporter, like I'm <laughs> yeah. like coming up with all of these things, but I'm doing it while my child is sleeping, you yeah. know, and yeah. like, but I never know if she's going to wake up. So yeah. I'm like, I have to get this done, Dirk. Like I only maybe have five minutes and then she's going <laughs> to need to put her back to bed. And then I'll be like, done, print. <laughs> yeah. I can go to press. <laughs> but I think it is like you just have to find ways that work to make it work for you yeah. because I, I do think that family is super important and you don't want to take away from your family yeah um and your business is super important mm-hmm. and you need to do that to take care of your family yeah, so exactly. i think it's like you can create a balance but for me it ends up being like late night is <laughs> when i do everything yeah <laughs> sarah knows that i'm a yeah. after midnight texter and i know oh, she wow. won't see it but i know that she will see it when she wakes up in the morning <laughs> sometimes i'm up unbelievably sometimes i'm up Kind of yeah. looking, scrolling, yeah. <laughs> trying to break that habit. Bad habit. It is a bad habit. I've I've t- started not taking my phone to bed, and I just have books now at yeah. by oh, my bed, that's which smart. I used to do until we got into all these phone things. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, like, I stopped my, reading books. I moved my phone and my clock down to the bottom shelf of my nightstand, so it's not like at parallel to my head. Yeah. 
so that the waves are away. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't They're reach for it. Your yeah, really, it's like takes more effort. <laughs> I put a journal next to my bed too because I have one too. Yeah, being pregnant, I can't always sleep at night, so I actually do just sometimes pick up the journal and start writing. Yeah, that helps to write stuff down mm-hmm. for sure. Do you have to sleep sitting up? Uh, elevated. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was one thing that I didn't know was going to come. And I was yeah, like, oh, like, I oh. sleep sitting up now. Okay, cool. <laughs> I wanted to talk about your website because it's super beautiful. Thank you. I want everybody to go check it out. That's okay. listening. It's so nice. It's do you pretty. do the pictures yourselves? Like all the photos? Um, yeah. All the pictures you see on the website I took. And they're so great. I used an iPhone. So. Nice. Well, they look <laughs> good. Awesome. You, had awesome. me, you had me fooled. <laughs> So good. Okay, so we only have a couple minutes left. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we didn't touch on? I would just, um, you know, for everyone listening who is an entrepreneur and just kind of, you know, starting on this journey, um, you know, certainly I think there's so many stages that we're all in. But I would just say encourage, you know, people to not only just follow their passion. I mean, passion is just part of it. But just trust in, you know, the journey um, and know that the journey is going to take so many twists and turns. Mm. For us, it was, you know, just being able to acknowledge it's, it's so important to have goals and to set kind of like aspirations of where I want this company to be. But where I've really learned is where we've taken the twists and turns and um, people have come into, you know, our company that I I'm glad I waited and I was patient for. Um, so it's just really trusting in the journey, knowing it's going to take those those twists. And I mean, I just can't wait. I'm so fortunate, I think, with so many mentors. This Portland ecosystem, food ecosystem is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, people are so willing to help and to support. Yeah. And so it's finding those mentors early, but then also just being so excited to be that mentor one day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great advice to give to people is, is that you need your mentors when you're doing it. And then it's what makes you a good mentor, I think. Yeah, too. really take advantage of those services and folks that are out there ready, ready to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the Portland community is going to love your product once it's out, once it's out there. I think we Thank always you. like to talk about how are you going to find your target customer. But I think like the Portland shoppers are your target customer (laughs) they're gonna be super into it it. and we really wanted to have you on the show because even though it is the beginning of you having this product we really felt like what you were making is something i mean this is the meaningful marketplace we think that you're making all these really great choices and you want to feed people healthy food and we think that's so wonderful and we thank you yeah we support it thank you yeah Yeah. look uh, look out for us in retail in the portland market in 2020 Sounds good. We'll all come find you. Thank you for being on the show, Laura. It was so great to have you today. Thanks for breakfast. And thanks for breakfast. It was delicious. We record Masonian Marshall inside of Ned Space. Tune in live every Friday at 9 a.m. Thank you to Alon, our audio engineer, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you'd like to be a guest or submit a press release, go to startupradionetwork.com, and we will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Committed to serving Oregonians with the mission of advancing science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production, Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are inspired by the creativity of new food development. We strive to find new flavors, new economic opportunities, new experiences, and honor diversity. We are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace because good food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. 
learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.